All right, all right, here we are. It is the 200th episode of English and Coffee. That day has finally come. We've been talking about it. We've been thinking about it. It is here. This is our moment, our time to shine. We're going to talk about the history of English and Coffee. We're going to talk about some of the discoveries we've come across during our time with English and Coffee. We're going to talk about mindset. We're going to talk about overcoming anxiety. We're just going to talk about the whole package. We're going to get into it where we've come from, where we're going, just our whole thoughts on the matter. But we're going to do that with sipping coffee, as we do. We are sipping the iced caramel coffee from McDonald's, typically how we've been rolling. We are enjoying life. It is a busy, busy night out here. It is Labor Day weekend, so there's also a game here in town. I live in Greenville, as you know, but I think there's either a football game or some kind of sporting activity, so you may hear some Trucks go by, people talking, cars, whatever, but we're going to keep rocking as we do. There will be a bonus for those that are interested at the end, so stay tuned for that. I love you all. I appreciate you. Let's take another sip, and let's get into it. All right, as we kick things off, dig into this 200th episode. I'm going to go ahead and tell you to start. At the end, there will be a little bonus for those that uh, reach out to me, so stay tuned for that. But as we look over what we've come across in these 200 episodes, we started this podcast in 2018, so we've been rocking for a long time. We're talking November, right? Humble beginnings with it. I think the first podcast was probably, I don't know, five, ten minutes. It was just about getting it out, getting my voice out there, starting from point A. And here we are, full circle, because I think a couple of months ago or a couple of weeks ago, we recorded What is English and Coffee 2022. So that means it's already been a good solid four years that we've been rocking on this podcast. We've been drinking at least 200 cups of coffee. We've exchanged over 400,000 words. If the average podcast has about 2,000 to 4,000 words, lowballing it, we'll say that every episode has had at least 2,000 words. And if we're recording episode 200, that means that's 400,000 words. That's four novels. Now, a minimum length of an average novel is 40 to 50,000. So if we put it in that context, then we've recorded about 10 novels worth of audio. Audio including everything from current events, the war that they had or will have going on overseas, COVID, corona, monkeypox, just some of the more recent topics we've covered, pregnancy, health, family dynamics, school education, language hacks, language tips, what it means to study, what it means to be disciplined. We've covered a lot of things, a lot of topics on this podcast. And for those that have followed from day one or maybe have come in halfway through the journey and have followed and really latched on, they've gotten the full benefit. They have increased their English vocabulary to a whole nother level, their proficiency in listening to English to a whole nother level. And those that actually participated with the transcripts or are planning to participate with the transcripts get the benefit of reading the audio. So we definitely have covered a lot in our short time. I'm going to say short time with this podcast because they have some that have just been running for years, some that should have been podcasts but are just now becoming recognized for it. And I think you have those growing stages. But how we can parlay this into what you're doing with your language journey is you have to understand that in the very beginning, 
You're going to start from the bottom just like everybody else. You will not have all the answers. You will not know everything to study. You will not know if you're pronouncing things right, if you're doing things in the correct way, or there's better ways to do it. Of course, there's always a better way to do things, but you never know until you just get started. That's how you get feedback. Then you go out there, you have your first few conversations with people. They tell you, I don't understand what you're saying. Could you repeat that? You know, you're going to hear a lot of that. You know, until you get very competent and familiar with the grammar, familiar with what you're saying, the topics that you're talking about, you increase your understanding about what it means to speak English. But that's with any endeavor that you take on, whether that's something in science, something with cars, machineries, computers, relationships, whatever piques your curiosity, you start from ground zero. So we started this podcast from the bottom, and now we're here. I just published my most recent webinar, The Power of Music When Learning a Language. Great, definitely a great piece of material for you to consume, for you to get full benefit of. And here's the thing. YouTube is a whole other platform. This is the podcast. YouTube is another platform. Got to build an audience over there. So that's going to take time. Now, it's not going to take us four years to build an audience over there, but that's going to take time. We opened a page on Facebook. That's going to take time to build and grow. We opened a page on Instagram. That's going to take time to grow. Everything takes time and everything has its own time. Sometimes things just take off like gasoline and fire have come together at the perfect moment. Other times, it comes together like a seedling in the ground. A little bit of water, a little bit of dirt, a little bit of soil, and a lot of patience. Then you start to bear fruit. You start to see the growth. That's how life works. So that's why I always say, appreciate the journey. Life is a journey not a destination. Because if somebody had told me four years ago, I would have 200 episodes of English and Coffee recorded. I would have a YouTube channel, a Facebook page, Instagram page. I would also be tutoring people with their English. If somebody had told me that, I probably wouldn't have believed it. I would have said, nah, I don't know about all that. That's a lot of stuff to do. They said, you're going to have 400,000 words of English recorded audio on the internet. I wouldn't have believed it. I'd have said, that's that's a bit much. I'll probably get on there, record a few podcasts, blah, blah, blah. But I wouldn't have thought that it would have grown to this magnitude. And that's the same thing with your English journey, your language journey, your life journey, whatever you're working on right now. You may think, you may think you know how it's going to turn out in the end. Like, oh, I'm going to learn English and I'm going to go get this promotion. You're going to take the English that you're learning and you're going to get a promotion. That's as big as you can see because that's your bowl. That's where you're at. You're like, I'm going to get this English. I'm going to master it and I'm going to go to my boss and I'm going to ask for a raise and I'm going to make $20,000 more a year and I'm going to be happy. That's what you think because that's your perspective at the time. So you go ahead, you get the English and you get the job. But now that you have that job and now that you have that extra $20,000 into your yearly salary, maybe you start to travel more. And during those travels, maybe you meet a beautiful woman. Maybe you meet a handsome man that speaks English, right? So you start speaking to this person in the English that you learned just to get the job. Now you're in a relationship a couple months later. Things are going great. Maybe you have a few kids and they say, hey, you want to move to America or you want to move to some English speaking country. You have no issues with that. Because you have an established career, you have your own money, and you have the language. Then you raise your kids, and you say, okay, well, we're going to teach our children 
Chinese, and English. So we're going to teach our children Portuguese and English. They're going to be bilingual out the gate. Maybe the husband just spoke English. Now you learn English as a second language, but you also have Swahili, however it works. But your whole reason for learning the language was just to get a promotion. And you got a little more than you bargained for. Life said, no, no, we're not just going to stop there. That's small thinking. Life said, no, I have other plans for you. I'm going to give you a whole relationship because you worked for it. But you're never going to get to that level if you stop when things get tough. Now, anybody that's understanding me at this point that has English as a second or third language, you already know there are bumps and hurdles along the way, which we have talked about in some of our earlier podcasts. There are bumps and hurdles in anything that you do, anything that you pursue. But if you stop there, you will never get to the other side and begin to explore those opportunities that wait for you. And I briefly mentioned that I've been helping people with their English. Wasn't even thinking about that four years ago, but this thing has kind of blossomed. I consider myself to be somewhat of a language coach at this point, you know, not language in the sense that I'm helping people with grammar because I don't care about all that because I didn't really focus too hard on it. When I was learning my Russian grammar, I decided to learn it as a child. I wasn't going to get bogged down with all those grammar rules and grammar tables. That's just not how I grasp information. I decided to learn it naturally, authentically, to just soak in the grammar, listen to enough of the language being spoken that the structures just fell into place. And for me, it worked. For everybody, it doesn't. So when I consider myself a language coach, it's pretty much similar to what I was doing as a job coach to where I help people find their voice, be more confident with the English that they have and be more proficient in their conversations. To say what they want to say without worrying about making mistakes. See, that worry about making mistakes, that's all internal. That's how people get, you know, they they impede their own progress. There's nothing wrong with your English. It's just you, your thoughts behind your English. You know the words. You studied the words. You read the text. You listened to the movie. I mean, you watched it, the film. You've, you've done it all. But why aren't you talking? Why aren't you speaking? How come you're, you're sitting here, oh, I need to speak more English, but you don't do it, right? That's internal. It has nothing to do with your lack of knowledge. That's internal. That's the psychological component of many things we try to take on. You have to overcome self to get the results. So for a lot of people, you know, they're just one phone call away. They're one door away, one step away from getting most of the things they want. If they would just get out of the way to get out of their own way. Even for me, there's other things that I'm pursuing. I tell you, I step on my own feet several times. I'm like, good Lord, it's right there. Just do it. Go to do it. Get in the way. Go to do it again. Get in the way. We all have to learn that sometimes our worst enemy is ourselves. Somebody would sit here and say they want to go sing, sing an American song, let's just say at a karaoke show. They've been learning the words. Maybe they're going to do Diana Ross, right? Celine Dion, whoever, whatever. They're, they're studying some song. They're, they're practicing it. And they're saying, well, Tuesday karaoke night, I'm going to go up there and I'm going to sing this song. Tuesday night comes. Now the anxiety comes in. What if people laugh at me? What if nobody understands me? They get themselves so worked up that they don't even sleep the night before. So Monday night, you get no sleep because you're so worried about how how you're going to sound Tuesday, what everybody's going to think. None of this has happened in reality. It's all happened in your mind. So then when Tuesday night comes and they say, 
do you, are you going to do the show? You're like, you're frazzled. You're not in a calm state. You're all over the place. If you do decide to get up there, it probably will not be your best performance. Unless you've had time to prepare, mentally prepare. So you got to have that mental toughness. You got to have the mental toughness. That's called confidence. Mental toughness, that's confidence in what you're doing. Everybody has fear. Everybody has anxiety. Everybody has those little reservations. But it's what you do during those times that makes a difference. Like they say, there's no difference between a coward and a hero. The hero feels the same things that the coward does. Think about war. You're, you're, behind the, you're behind the lines, right? The enemy lines or whatever. You're firing. You have bullets flying over your head just like everybody else has bullets flying over their head. Some people are throwing up. Some people are scared. Some people are putting down their weapons. Some people are running, heading for the hills. Some people are surrendering. And you're sitting there with two bullets in your rifle, trained on the enemy, and you're going to take your shot. You may only have one shot. You may only have two shots, but you're in the same moment as everybody else. But you take the shot. The other guys freak out. Why is that? Mental toughness. Being able to do what needs to be done in that moment. Being able to perform in that moment. Not allowing your emotions to take over. And that, that appears everywhere. It appears with the language. Teacher calls you up. Maybe you're in English class. Teacher calls you up. Well, would you like to go up here and give your oral presentation? You know, English is something you're studying. Would you like to come up here and give your oral presentation? And you hesitate. And then the guy that goes up there, his presentation is trash, right? You're like, mine's 10 times better than that. But what's the difference? He went up there and he presented his stuff and everybody heard him speak English and he wasn't worried about it. So even if it was trash, he pulled it off confidently. And that says something about his level and his understanding of what he's doing with the English language. But no, you sitting there with more vocabulary than him, more expertise, maybe you had a better topic, everything was just you know, technology to the nines, but you didn't get up there because you couldn't get out of your own way. Your anxiety and worry about what other people are going to think, how bad you're going to fail, all those negative thoughts that just spiraled out of control got in your way. That happens a lot of times. That happens a lot of times in life. People just get in their own way. But when you don't, you do things like we're doing today. You record your 200th episode of English and Coffee. You have 400,000 words of audio online. We're, we're well over 130 hours of audio online, you know, just out there. English for people to grasp and hold on to if they really want this. You have a webinar, you know, well, the second webinar we recorded. You have little quotes and audiograms it becomes organic. It takes on a life of its own. You have courses in creation. You have books written. You tutor people. You know, I mean, just so many things come about when you get out of your own way, when you just let it go, when you just stop worrying about what other people think. I don't care if you're somebody out there right now that wants to open up a little business. Maybe you want to paint. You're like, okay, I paint these little pictures. You know, maybe you paint horses on coffee cups or you paint horses on basin for a, a plant, right? You're sitting here painting your little pictures and you're like, oh, one day I would love to sell these, but they're not good enough. You know, people may laugh at me. There's already a thousand out there, so I don't want to do it. Okay, so you don't do it. And then when you walk in Kmart, you see the same idea you had 
with some little pipsqueak drawing up there that's a hundred times worse than what you were doing on an off day. And you're like, this thing is selling for $26 in the store. Yes, it is selling for $26 in the store. Why? Because it is in the store and the person that created it wasn't worried about what other people thought. Yes, they considered what other people thought as far as customer need, the customer demand. But at the end of the day, they got it done. They completed the task. They finished the job. They didn't let their thoughts get in the way. They didn't let what somebody they've never met might think about them get in the way of their progress. So when people are hesitating in a conversation, I want to say this, but I don't know how it'll come out. Okay. And then somebody else says it and everybody laughs. You're like, I was going to say the same thing, but you didn't say the same thing because you didn't even open your mouth. You got in the way of your own progress, your own glory. You stopped it because of the thoughts you had. You didn't have that confidence. You didn't have that that follow through. And sometimes that's all it is, follow through. Imagine if you were in a hospital and a doctor walks up to you and tells you today, we're going to have surgery. You need surgery. We're going to do some heart surgery. And he's performing like somebody who's hesitant with English. He gets up there and he says, well, well, um, you need a, a triple bypass, but you know, I'm still learning a triple bypass. Uh, I'm a little nervous here. I don't want to just do the triple bypass because the nurse and the person who gives the anesthesia might look at me funny. I don't want the medical board to to think that I'm incompetent. So I know you need the surgery, but I'm, you're going to tell him to get the freak out of the room. You don't want your doctor standing over you like that. You want the doctor that comes in. He says, how you doing, Mr. James? How you doing, Mrs. Swanson? Today, you are going to have a triple bypass surgery. Is that right? Yes, it is. We are going to do this. We are going to do this. Nurse so-and-so will be taking you to the operating room. I will see you in an hour. Do not eat anything. Wash your hands clean. You know, that's who you want standing at your bedside when you're getting ready to go into surgery. Somebody who's confident and competent in what they're doing. Not somebody who's all scared and nervous. So yeah, the doctor sat there did the same time in medical school, but I want the guy that's confident in what he's doing, the guy who took the classes, the guy who studied, the guy who worked on the little pigs in the uh, the lab, right, did all the cuts and the surgeries and the stitches. Yeah, that guy who did all that, the same as every other doctor, but he's confident in his ability. He believes that what he has learned is enough to get him to the next level. So when he meets me, stands at the bedside, he sits there and confidently says, I will be taking care of you today, Mr. Robertson, right? Mr. Peterson. That's the guy you want at your bedside. Now, that's a dramatic example, but it's just to show you that when it comes to speaking English, which is not as severe as surgery, right? Triple bypass surgery. English is not a triple bypass surgery. So what are you worried about? What are you concerned about? Open your mouth and speak English. There is nothing to fear in comparison, right? We're not asking you to fly a plane across the Atlantic Ocean. Nobody's saying, hey, could you take this submarine and go 20,000 feet under, under the ocean? Nobody's, nobody's asking you to do that. Yeah, get worried about that. Be nervous about that, right? But then there's people that do that, right? There's people that are in the ocean right now in a submarine, been down there for weeks. You think they're, they're nervous? Yeah, but they're performing. They're doing what they need to do. There's people that go up to space 
on a space shuttle. Me, you probably, <laughs> you would, I would need more than $10 million to even think about setting foot on a plane, but there's people that are just signing up, jumping at the pit to do it, to just go into space, fly across the moon or by the moon, be up there for two, three years. You don't think those people get nervous, but they go through it anyway. They go through, they follow through. They don't let their thoughts get in the way. Most people in that sense, yeah, they'll hesitate. But that's going to the moon. We're just talking about speaking English. So if you have speaking English and going to the moon on the same level, then there's obviously something wrong, right? There's obviously something wrong with the internal compass, right? Just where that equilibrium lies, there's obviously something wrong. But the feelings can be the same. That's the same feeling, that fear, that anxiety, it comes in. It's not any worse, it's not any less for somebody just because it's going to the moon or speaking English. But if you can't deal with it, then it's going to stop you from doing a lot of things. Anyone remember when they first learned to drive a car? Getting behind the wheel? Definitely didn't know what to do. Okay, this is the steering wheel, this is the gear shift, here's the gas, here's the pedal, right? And then everybody's that little herky-jerky foot pedal brake action, right? You know, you're, uh, 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 right? Put your seatbelt on, check your mirrors, you go for your license. Everybody's nervous. But those that pulled it off, that preformed under pressure, got their license, right? Those that didn't had to take the test over again. How many times have you heard of people saying, I had to take the driver's the driver's exam five times, three times, four times. But then this guy, this girl, only took it one time, passed it, flying colors. Because they had their anxiety and fear and their mental game in check. So if you've been studying English for years, reading this, reading that, and you find that you still get nervous when you speak, it's not because you don't know what to say. It's just because you're not confident in speaking it. Just remember that. And like I said, here at the end, I do have a bonus. I do have a giveaway for those that want it, those that truly desire it. All you have to do is send me an email or reach out to me on Facebook, Instagram, or the YouTube channel. Very easy to get in contact with me. English and Coffee Podcast at gmail.com for the email. Or you go to Facebook, you look for the emblem, English and Coffee Podcast. You know how it works. You know where I'm at. If you want what I have for you, just reach out. Other than that, I appreciate all of you. And at this moment, I don't even know where to say we'll be in the next year, the next five years, right? But I know that I'm going to keep drinking coffee. And I know that I'm going to keep recording. And I know that I'm going to keep pushing this content out to help you on your journey. We'll take a sip. And we'll leave it at that. And I will see you in the next one.